energy in the the arena tonight was unbelievable. It was crazy, um, and it's, it feels good. Uh, you know, we're happy that we're able to clean here and walk. We're happy that we are going to the third round, and uh, we're happy that you know the people are into it. Um, I don't think I've ever seen um, people in Milwaukee be so excited about basketball. What's going on, Bucks fans? It is officially Bucks and Six Eve. Woo. We are almost at the pivotal game six in the NBA Finals. The Milwaukee Bucks have a 3-2 lead on the Phoenix Suns. The city of Milwaukee is going crazy. It's about to erupt. 65,000 plus expected at the Deer District. Oh. We know that people from all sorts of countries around the world have been tuning they, in for this playoff they've run. They've come in. They've come into town. And they are about to stay up late to watch this amazing Game 6 about to unfold. My name is KJ Eichstead. I'll be your host. I'm joined today by Alex Eichstead. Alex, how you doing? Bucks fans, KJ, I'm doing fantastic. I'm excited. I already feel the energy of tomorrow's game. It's the night before, and, you know, there's a lot of emotions going right now, but it's good. I feel confident, and I can't wait to talk about the Bucks today, so thanks for having me. Yes, Bucks fans, we could not be more excited to do another show for you guys today. We're really excited to talk. We want to thank you for joining us. We're actually joined by two more Bucks fans today. Let's go. These guys have been embedded in the Bucks communities for, since long before Giannis. I want to welcome Dan Hively to the show. Dan, welcome. Thanks for having me. Very excited about the Bucks game tomorrow. Yep, let's wait. go. Also excited to welcome Sam Matheson to the show. Sam, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, boys. I'm ready to absolutely erupt. Just drove 10 hours from Nashville, Tennessee to get to the city because these streets are about to be on fire, Bucks fans. Let's go! Bucks fans, how sick is it going to be if the Bucks win an NBA title in Game 6? You know you've pictured it in your mind. You've just pictured the absolute <laughs> pandemonium. Could you have pictured this, though? Could you have pictured this? Did you, like... I think a lot of us have had this thought, like, thinking it would be so far off. Like, oh, you know, one day I'll, I'll, the Bucks will win a title. <clears throat> and here we Bucks are. Bucks fans, it's here. We could do this very, very, very We could soon. do this tomorrow. We could do tomorrow. this today. Some of you guys are waking up in the morning. Some of you listeners waking up around the world in the morning, ready to go Bucks and Six, Celebration Station. Sam, I'm going to throw it to you first, man. What do you got for tomorrow? You think the Bucks are going to win this? It's time to fulfill the prophecy. Rumor has it Brandon Jennings will be sitting courtside. Ooh. And when Brandon, Brandon Jennings is sitting courtside, you know it's Bucks and Six. So we're just real excited. We're hearing massive, massive numbers about the Deer District. And you know what? It might sound like a crazy number, 65,000 people. There'll probably be an overflow of that down there. Yeah, yes, there just will. That's, That's just the safe number so they don't get in trouble with the firefighters. Right? <laughs> picture, picture like a, co uh, a Camp Randall. Uh, Wisconsin Badgers football stadium, like a Lambeau Field, Green Bay Packers football stadium. Except picture that instead of a bowl in the streets of Milwaukee up against the water. It's going to be it's like having a Super Bowl chance in Green Bay. There's going to be more people in the Deer District than the entire city of Oshkosh. It's going to be unbelievable. <laughs> it's going to be unbelievable. That's it's, it's gonna cities be, it, it, piling into the city of Milwaukee. College campuses. College campuses. <laughs> There's going to be buses of people bussing into Milwaukee. <laughs> Literally, people going uh, on buses. All right, so if you're going to be down there, make sure to tweet at us. You know, send some photos. We, we love seeing where Bucks fans are watching the game. We're going to be, uh, you know, showing where we're watching. We're going to have a great time. And make sure you write in any questions or takes you have. 
Bucks is going to be popping too. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, Bucks fans. It's not a guarantee the Bucks will win this game six. No. Dan, I want to ask you, is there anything that kind of worries you about a potential game six versus the Suns, just given the current context? Like, they are very talented. You know, you got Booker. You got Chris Paul. I think the thing that worries me the most is that everyone is getting a little premature, maybe ourselves included, about how exciting it might be to close out the series in Milwaukee. What kind of are you, like, keeping an eye on for Game 6 just in case it might be, like, a landmine? I've had, I've had that thought with that we might get a little ahead of ourselves and, you know, get, get a little too excited. But then I, I think back to how our players looked after Game 6. Calm, cool, and collected. You could just another game. Still got one more. I feel like that's not going to be an issue for our team. Maybe for our fans. Our fans might be a little ahead of ourselves. Definitely. I'm not thinking. I might. I am for sure. But I think they can handle that. As far as things that I'm concerned with, I would say that we are due for a CP3 game. I've CP3. been seeing. I've been seeing that. In, I've been seeing rumors that he's injured. Yeah, but, I've seen that. But as well. that, that seems more just like an excuse waiting to. Or an excuse for him to make at the end of the series. They're starting so. to hedge the narrative almost. Poorly. But they don't have Chris, the prophet, Middleton. They don't. And I actually saw Stephen A. Smith say that if Chris Paul doesn't win this finals, then he falls off Stephen A. Smith's top five point guards list. Not that I care, but it's an interesting con- okay. It's a conversation piece. Exactly. So it's like... Chris Paul, man, people are turning on this guy. Remember it was just they are turning like Chris Paul love like days ago? Well, now it's Giannis love. And there is some Chris love out there, but I think the you know, it's it's just been a lot Does of Giannis he have love. it in him to come back and win in Milwaukee. Giannis or Chris, Chris Paul? Paul? Like this well, is what we're about to see. We'll see how much Adam Silver can help him now. Yeah, yeah. Bucks fans, that's an interesting question. It, is Adam Silver Going to be pulling some strings. Will, be, <laughs> will, he he will Adam Silver be in attendance? Will LeBron and Clutch Media try to be pulling Are strings the behind the scenes? Will LeBron and Clutch Media be trying to pull strings behind the scenes? You know LeBron was at Game Five. Yeah, he couldn't do it then. But I, he didn't exactly congratulate the Bucks as you know, like no. you would like to see. I've got something to say, and I'm confident in the Bucks because the players have what I would describe as the Mamba mentality. Giannis has been challenged personally by Kobe to win an MVP and then win a championship, and he's not well on his way to do those. Chris Middleton, I mean, this guy's probably studied so much Kobe film. His his film is Kobe-esque, and uh, there's a lot of similarities there. So much film is and Kobe. one of Kobe's biggest principles is job not finished. Yeah. And so I believe that Chris Middleton and Giannis, probably why the fans are so excited, myself included, is because we have faith that these guys are they're level headed too. What do you think about that, Dan? Yeah, that's pretty much what I just said. <laughs> I think they're very level headed. Uh, they're not going to let the moment get to them, which is surprising because no one really has any finals experience. This is they're they're just tough guys. It's different than maybe teams of Bucks Bucks teams of years past. 
Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, we threw out this question. Have have Giannis, like Giannis and Chris, like how much have they grown this playoffs? Think about yes. think about them as players and almost as individuals, how they've handled pressure, media performances, just well, the whole me, thing. For, sure. for me, it's like in, in Madden or in FIFA, like in FIFA when a guy will be in form and you'll get his arrow pointing diagonal upward to like upward and he'll get like pluses to his attributes. <laughs> Or in, like, you know, Madden, something similar. A guy might get some pluses here or there. And that's, like, Giannis and Drew have achieved in this playoffs. Like, they've been in good form. Yeah, And Chris you know too. how important that is. It's like, Pat. if you have a superstar and they're not performing well, every year in the playoffs, that happens to certain guys. And they kind of have to just fight off their own demons. Like, remember playoff, the, the, the supposed playoff P, Paul George... You know, he didn't really have a good playoffs, and he had to fight that off for, like, years. And uh, came back this year. I would say that's an example of someone in bad form, but really, yeah, I, I think uh, Giannis and uh, Giannis you, and Chris are, are. I think you could argue this. They've taken another in, in good form, and if you got Giannis, Drew, uh, Chris, and Bobby, or uh, Drew, Chris, Giannis, Pat, and Bobby, I would say those guys are in good form. I would say Pat's arrows pointing straight up. Uh, Bobby's is pointing uh, diagonal up. I would say. Brooks is about even. What would you say for a man like Bryn Forbes? Bryn Forbes? <laughs> Downward. Definitely down. Like, literally Downward. straight down. Yeah. It was pointing maybe diagonal up after that one. It's really sad. Two, two threes of him? He played he his role. Have, he played his role on the run. You know, he doesn't have defense much because he did outscore Jimmy Butler in the first round, and he will always <laughs> kind of be a little bit of a wow. legend for that. Oh, That's true. Yeah. 60 points to 58. Sixty to 58. 58. Well, but if he's not making his shots, you just can't play him because he's being hunted on the defensive end. And his shot selection is just like, like you were saying, Mirza. Mirza Toledovich. Mirza, yeah, so it's like, Pat, Toledo people are saying, I'm seeing broadcasting, like, well, he's hitting open threes. And it's like, ah, some of the threes are like incredible shots. Like, yeah, fadeaways, catching, yeah, shoots, like guys right in his face are like, Giannis is getting wide open threes. It's like, ah, we got to give more credit to Pat. Because Pat's been balling 15 for 30 from three in these finals. Leading all players in this finals and made three-pointers made. Pat Connaughton. Well, it's Remember like, that name? Yeah. It's, it's like that. everyone on the box is taking slander right like now besides from my box nation. Pat Connaughton's already got two Mike Green bangs. Wow. 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 He doesn't just give those away. He no, doesn't just give those guy. away. <laughs> and Bucks fans, you have to ask yourself, if the Bucks win the NBA championship, what jersey are you going to get? You know, I'm sure many people will get Giannis. I think many people will get Chris. I think more people will get Drew. But I think the next closest guy is going to be Pat. I would wrap a Pat jersey. He's definitely going to be remembered in this story of the finals. His his print is etched in, regardless of what happens. I'm I'm very happy for him. I mean, the the Bucks the, the Bucks need this, just because that's the only way they'll get respect. I mean, you see guys still slighting Giannis saying Chris should be the finals MVP or trying to just stir up some type of drama because it's the last thing they can cling to. CJ McCollum? CJ McCollum, yeah. Um, maybe that was him. Yeah, but like CJ McCollum's just – he's just extra, man. He's, he's got Twitter fingers. fingers. He's got Twitter fingers. He's got Twitter. Like, think of how focused these Bucks superstars are. Man. They're all very focused players like Drew, Chris, Giannis – Good families, good stories, good in the community, really focused. And they set that culture of the attention and the priority is winning a championship. And that's why the Bucks are here. 
no matter what anyone says, it's like the Bucks have always had that number one goal of winning a championship. Some teams you could argue are into showtime. So, oh, yeah. you know, some of them are into, you know, individual players. The Bucks kind of bought in. A lot of them run from the grind. Mr. Anthony Davis. Sometimes they're just not built like Giannis. So I don't no. really want to hear any comparisons between AD and Giannis because I think it's pretty obvious now. AD didn't win one in Pelicans no, with Drew. Barely to make wow. the playoffs. Bucks fans, think about that for a second. AD literally had to strong arm his mid-season. way out of New Orleans midseason, leaving his franchise out to dry. With like four years left on his deal. <laughs> Sounds like some weak... Cowardly stuff, if you ask me. You know, like, he did kind of game the system, but it's like, think of how much weight Giannis's potential ring would carry. But there was supposedly no tampering going on there. No tampering, Bucks fans. <laughs> there's no tampering. But, of course, the Bucks get docked the second round pick. If we had Bogdanovich, it would be Yeah, over. Bucks and four. It would have been Bucks and four. It would have been Bucks and four if the Bucks had Bogdanovich, but there's really Do no... we have Bobby then? No sense of really crying over. Yeah, no, it's no. okay because that's how good Chris, Giannis, and Drew are. Where it just doesn't matter. Sometimes it's like they're the only three players like doing stuff, and they're making shot after shot, contested looks, like clutch looks. It's just really incredible shot making, and they obviously don't get the level of recognition they deserve because whenever they mention Chris, they talk about how he's inconsistent. Whenever they mention Giannis, they talk about he can't shoot. Mid-rangers or threes. Finding and then excuses. when they talk about Drew, it's never about the defense. So denying like, the heat. Denying the heat. So it's like, just effing win tomorrow and yes. we'll fucking party. Win. <laughs> Let's go. The city will yeah. go absolutely nuts. I know a lot of you are probably planning out your bucks in six day. If that <laughs> tomorrow bucks wins, fans. maybe maybe that'll be the name. Bucks in six day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bucks fans, we warned your last podcast. Now is the time to book the flights to get on the road. Get to Milwaukee <laughs> now. Get to Milwaukee now. Dan, how much were those standing room only, no guaranteed view tickets going for? $1,000. No, no, thank you. <laughs> $1,000. Holy shit. Wow. Well, it's going to be special, and I, I think it feels special right now. Like, the whole month, Bucks fans, think about what you've done over the last month. Think about this last week. Think about that last game. Yeah. And how now the feeling is so optimistic, so hopeful. Uh, tomorrow's going to be We've got some legendary. News. We've got some breaking news. What's going on? I've got a confirmation that Zadarius Smith will be in the arena. Zadarius oh, Smith yeah. in the arena, Bucks fans. Wow. And we know what happens when Big Z is there. When Big Z is there rocking his 55 Bucks jersey, yep. customized Big Z. Woo. Good he was just happen. at uh, game four. You know, I just, want, I, just want to, I just wanted to give a special shout out to one of the, the what I think, uh, hidden storylines for this playoff run. And that is all the attention that the Deer District has gotten. Yes. The Bucks are one victory away from getting the reputation of having like a like a tough place to play. Oh yeah. You know, like kind of like a like a like an Oregon in college football. Stephen A was saying it. He said that he was just like the whole building was shaking and yeah. he was giving a lot of compliments to the Bucks crowd saying that's like the loudest arena he's been in. Yes. And Mike yes. Green was like, This building is shaking. Yes. I like, couldn't believe it. These are like established. We players. heard phenomenal things about the Deer District the other night and uh 
I really think that that in itself is going to become an iconic thing. Mm-hmm. Like the, as long as Giannis is playing, as long as Chris, this big three, the Deer District is going to be packed. The oh, Bucks, like five Bucks the is infiltrating cultures right now. Yeah, yeah. In, Bucks fans, we, we were talking about this a little earlier. Like all of the younger people. The older people, the people that aren't even in these Milwaukee Bucks or basketball circles, they don't even know what NBA is. They're just asking, what the heck is everyone chanting Bucks and Six for? Like, what is this Bucks and Six thing? Think of all these people being introduced to the culture. Learning right about now. Giannis. Learning Younger about kids Chris. seeing older kids go to the Deer District to watch Bucks games. This is something that's inspiring the culture for generations to come. It's pretty special. Yeah, it really is. And I just think about all these guys as heroes and role models. They're really good. Uh, they're not about brand. They're not about like, you know, they're not individualistic in an egotistical way. They're very selfless guys like Giannis, Chris, Drew, great idols for the city, Pat. Um, a lot of kids are going to grow up with some epic uh, games, you know, pretending to play as Giannis in the driveway, I think. It's going to inspire a wave of basketball in Milwaukee. Milwaukee is already, if you're not, if you're not familiar, it's a pretty good city for talent in the high school preps. So uh, Milwaukee culture, basketball, growing. Dan, what do you think about the Bucks culture being someone who wasn't born in Wisconsin? Well, just driving down here tonight, driving by the lake, just... The city is, I've never seen the city like it. It's so full of life. Uh, the weather is beautiful. Uh, people are happy, smiling, wearing their Bucks gear. I'm seeing new hat, new Bucks hats I've never seen before. Uh, it's great. I've, I've, it's, it's bringing the city together. And it, it definitely needs that in a time like this. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I think we actually saw Bucks uh, Giannis license plate. We might might get that off like Bucks uh, if we didn't already. A Giannis, a Giannis license, license plate. plate. That was one of the cooler things from we saw. Tennessee. From, from Tennessee. Tennessee, you don't say. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sam, same question to you then. Uh, now living in an uh, area outside of Wisconsin, what does it mean to, you know, be a Bucks fan coming back to the city for this well folks i'm living in nashville tennessee right now and you know when you're in nashville you're drinking all day every day friday saturday sunday and i'll every time the bucks play i go out and i rock a bucks jersey really every single time bucks attire and you would not believe the amount of people yelling bucks and six gold bucks they're also rocking bucks gear like we're becoming a universal brand oh and so now Universal brand. I got Bucks my little fans. taste. I got my little taste of seeing Bucks fans here and there in Nashville, but I knew I had to get back in the city because it was Bucks and Six. Time to fulfill the prophecy. So now that I'm back, I was out and about on Water Street for Game Five, and the intensity and the electricity in the city. Experiencing that, how was that? Oh energy? my God, it felt so good to be back because it's just you can't match it. It's like. Milwaukee is beautiful this time of year. The The energy, the yeah. vibe is just tremendous. The, the liquor was flowing. The city well, well, looks here's great. A, here's a question I have for the table. Who should win finals MVP? Alex, is it Chris? Is it Giannis? It's Giannis. Giannis is the most uh, valuable player to the Bucks in a lot of ways. He's the most valuable player to the city in a lot of ways, but primarily because Giannis has left a defensive imprint on this series like few other greats. 
And he also left an offensive imprint mm. with that alley-oop. Back-to-back 40-point um, games. Back-to-back 40-point games. And then iconic defensive plays. Has there ever been a showing of the iconic oop? If this oop, was LeBron yeah. James, it would not be a question who yeah. would be getting that finals MVP. Yeah. And it's Giannis... Giannis's stats are absurd. I've seen a lot of comparisons, like great players comparing to Giannis. Giannis, he'll he'll put up great numbers, but he'll also win the game right now. He's become a tremendous closer and understanding his role in the final moments. And I think you, just seeing his growth as a player this playoffs, it's like the craziest growth he's been on, the fastest growth um, chain that he's been on. I think you have to give him finals and playoff MVP. Dan? Absolutely, it's got to be Giannis. Um, when you think back on past iconic finals, which this one is, I might be biased, but it's turning out to be one of the more down two zero, down two zero, all the things before this. It's I think it's iconic. But you think about the the iconic finals. You, there are certain plays that stick out, and Giannis is on every one of those, and. I think I saw what NBA Twitter was talking about. Um, the most viewed video now was like the slow motion Drew Steele in Game Five, like over a hundred million views already. Or, or wow! Something. Just it, it's gotta be honest. Matheson, real quick, what do you think? I've got a mind blowing stat. I know there's been a lot of mind blowing stats for Giannis, but hear this, Bucks fans. Giannis is the first player in NBA Finals history to average 30, 10, and 5 on 60% or better shooting in NBA history. Wow. wow. I think we have it there. I think we have yeah, it there. Because so, uh, I, I would give it to Giannis. Well, it all comes down to just tomorrow. Giannis getting out to a fast start, getting a nice lead, starting the game fast for once so that the crowd can get into it. And yes. if you can get the crowd into it, it's just like take off from there. He has been starting the games rather slow. This yeah. is what the strategy has kind of become. And maybe you've noticed this, Bucks fans, where Giannis will actually check out of the game early, almost a couple minutes in the game. It looks like he might need a breather. Uh, and it, then he goes right back in. And you have to wonder, is he resting him? Is he warming up, warming up his knee? You'll have to let us know what you think Giannis is We've doing talked or what the strategies like, behind it's like it. But is thing. it the reason for the Bucks slow starts? What do you think, KJ? You know, I think it has something to do with it. Um, I think it's also an interesting way because, like, the Bucks have two players in Drew and Chris who also could, like, take most of the shots right off the bat. So it's like you can get everyone their shots, but really I'm playing Giannis 44-plus minutes. Uh, I'm playing him 48 minutes if we can win an NBA championship. So it's like we've come this far – we're not here to, to do load management at this point. Time to win. I don't give tomorrow. I don't care who's tired. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 we need to, if we're within striking distance, we need to have our best players in the game. Mm-hmm. We don't need them on the bench. Yeah, that's my message. Like, Coach Bud has he's really done a phenomenal job at getting the Bucks to where they've gotten them. And, and so have the players. And it's certainly a combination. But now is the time to really just pull out all the stops yeah. now is the time where you're on the green and you're maybe a foot away and you know you got like a putt that's lined up perfect for you to drill it drink it drill it home but maybe it's actually you know say a yard away and it's not a gimme and you just have to sink it mm-hmm. you the gotta bucks, do it the bucks have to sink it they no, just have like, to do it a there's, no, there's no excuse you know okay it, it's like whatever well, your are showing that they can play the bucks tough uh in milwaukee which obviously we're not just discounting that they're 
it's not going to just be a blowout. Phoenix isn't going to roll yeah, over. Exactly. They're Marshall's... not going to roll over, and they got a lot of good players, and they got players who can shoot, and you never know if someone has a hot night that you never expect. Like, Bridges in game one drops 27. Cam so Johnson geez. scores 10 points in, like, a one-minute stretch randomly one game. So you never know. But now is the time, like the Ike guys were saying, you got to strike now. You got to strike now. Like, this is your opportunity to be legends and make history in the city of Milwaukee. This is their opportunity to take immortality, just like we touched on several episodes ago. Mm-hmm. They have to do it. I think, I think they will. I think they will. And I think an X factor, right? If you want to talk about who we want to think X might factor. be X factors in this game, I believe the X factor is going to be Chris Middleton. And it's because if Chris comes out and starts draining early, Cashin. it's gonna be it's gonna be a long day for Phoenix. It's time for a little Christmas in July. Oh, <laughs> Christmas, in Christmas in July. Oh, would that be a holiday? <laughs> would that be a holiday, Bucks fans. Would Christmas in July be a holiday? The the official Bucks and Six Day is mm-hmm. shuts everything in the state of Wisconsin down. We think so. You guys have to let us know what I've you think. I've got a bold, bold prediction. What's your bold prediction? PJ Tucker hits four corner threes. Ooh. Oh my god! I would love that. PJ Tucker hits four corner threes. I lose my mind. The yeah. Bucks are going to win <laughs> yeah. this game. Man, I think it's so interesting how you say Chris Middleton because one, Chris Middleton has been getting, you know, he's been getting better and better as the series have gone on. And then two, I think he really didn't start going off until the third quarter last game. I think he kind of was like doing well in the first half, but it's like when are we, when is he gonna have that game? Like you were saying, when he just gets hot early on, well, he, he could have it. He's been he's been playing what great. What if Drew throws the thirty-two spot? Yeah. But what if he, Drew just starts knocking everything down? Remember Game Six in Atlanta. Drew and Chris both went off. They both dropped like 27, 29. They just overpowered the Hawks. Yeah, yeah. overpowered. And, all three series that the Bucks have finished up, every single time they closed on the road. So I think it might mean something a little extra now that the Bucks have a chance to do it at home. This is their first. They appreciate this moment. They're yeah. probably talking about guys. We need to appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Like I know Giannis has said a lot about he needs to live yeah. in the moment and appreciate well, this. That's that's the only thing I'm slightly worried about. To be honest, take it back to earlier is uh, you know everybody is like turning the tide and saying the Bucks are going to win. Like whether it's yeah. like Skip, Stephen A. Not like this matters, but it's fans, dangerous but, to play but just, without. But just to show to you how far everybody has gone in the modern like media landscape, uh-huh. it's like literally. Like, we've always believed in the Bucks. We've always believed in Bucks and Six. You know about the prophecy. Everybody, if you kind of casually survey the internet, very few people still think Phoenix Suns going to win the series. And it's almost like the Bucks, they tend to kind of snooze sometimes. Yeah. And, and uh, I can only pray to God that they don't blow this opportunity. Mm-hmm. So who, 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 who can Brian. help them, Cage? Who's your X Factor? My X Factor is going to be Pat Connington, man. You know, he's... If he can bring it, I also think the Bucks can win. If Pat goes and putting up, like we've come to expect, you know, twelve points from him. If he goes and puts up like a two to a four spot, that would significantly hinder us. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think I think if he can do his little like eight eight points or something like that, we can we can very well win this NBA championship. Who is your X factor? You say Chris Middleton. I say Chris Dan. With who is yours? I'm gonna say Mr. Lopez. Say say he. Say, yeah. Where say where he he's He's a. He's also capable of making three, four threes a game. Sure, I'd like him. Make some paint, but 
Imagine Lopez goes off. Just various. I mean, this, this guy's been a part of the come up. I feel like the start of like the true come up of the Bucks, Coach Budenholzer's day one was Lopez draining threes outside, and when yeah. he reinvented himself coming to Milwaukee. Remember that, Bucks fans, when the Bucks picked up Brooke Lopez, the guy they had infamously passed on when they drafted Joe Alexander out of West Virginia, who ended up being a big time bust. <laughs> In the NBA, Joe Alexander, if you remember that, Bucks fans, that hurt, that set back the franchise into dark days for years to come. Blown opportunity. Blown opportunity. Very high it draft happens, pick. It happens. But it happens. It happens. But anyways, passed up on Brooke. Brooke goes to Brooklyn, and then he comes to Milwaukee. After LA. LA. After, or yeah, after going to LA, but comes to Milwaukee, finds his home. How do you feel, Math? About, like, when Brooke, you know, was first signed in Milwaukee. Take us back to what you were thinking. I, I really think it changed everything because we had such a long era of just really bad center play. And I remember Henson got to play on the squad with Coach Bud for, like, a couple weeks. And even he was hitting threes. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Do you remember when John Henson himself was draining threes? Yeah. The, you're like, am I dreaming? Yeah. What bizarro universe is this? Yeah, John Henson. Shout out to him for and still. Then, right when he started hitting threes, John Horse was like, have fun in Cleveland, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> see you, Deli. Yeah, see you, Deli. But just talking about when Brooke came in, it was like, all of a sudden, I remember we started the season 7-0. We were the last undefeated team remaining. And that was our first year with Bud. And we're thinking, wow, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. How are we this good? Because we never had seven-game winning streaks before. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, coach, yeah. actually. Do you remember yeah. when the Bucks started that season 7-0? and That was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. We, we had an so incredible – we, we were just like – it's like we flipped a switch. like Just like that. And, yeah. and the season before that was uh, – was the disastrous game seven loss? Game seven loss Joe Prunty, you know, was that because we had Monroe? You think or Thon? And, and I just want to back up. I was actually just going to incorporate this into this conversation, Bucks fans. Think about the prophecy. Think about all these false hopes the Bucks have had from Brandon Jennings, DJ Wilson, you know, from from DJ Wilson to the signing of Greg Monroe, who at the time was a max player. He was supposed to be a game changer, and it was a catastrophic setback. And, and, you know, like the Carter Williams for Brandon Knight trade. And that the Rashad real, Vaughn pick. The Rashad Vaughn Rashad pick. Vaughn. You, you know, like Jabari Parker. And then Think, Larry retiring. Larry Sanders <laughs> decided he did not want to play basketball anymore. But <laughs> After they paid him. But you can keep paying me. <laughs> but, but, but we can keep paying the guy. And when I say we, I mean it's the market box. It doesn't make much sense. But, but shout out to Larry for being something of a... Uh, big brother to Giannis during his rookie year, buying him Gucci sneakers and all that. I don't know if you guys remember that, but he was but, uh, cool. You know, Larry he was, was cool the Bobby, the OG Bobby. Yeah. He, he used to get the Larry chant in the fans, similar to how Bobby gets that going now. And it's just like the, the then then the Bucks hired Jason oh, no, Kidd. No, I the level of enthusiasm. And Jason Kidd was supposed to be a game changer for us as well. And it took so many years with Bucks fans. Here we are, Giannis year eight. We're ready to finish writing the story, and it's just going to be the first, the first chapter of a of a long, uh, hopefully illustrious tale of Buck's, Buck's triumph. <laughs> I have one question. What's your question? Me and Sam were discussing today, if the Bucks do finish this, does Coach Budenholzer get a lifetime contract? Lifetime extension, please. No. Lifetime <laughs> extension. Wow, Bucks fans, maybe that's a poll. 
Lifetime extension Absolutely if he wins. Not. I Absolutely think you can't not. do it. But does it change the opinion of just, It's Bud? just one. Just one. You got to win just, two to get a lifetime extension. No like way, that. man. Well, lifetime I mean, extension? I don't think. Well, that was more so sarcasm. A month ago. Like, like a seven-year deal like or something. Like a new like contract. Yeah. We're saying, yeah. I think Coach Bud will get a new deal if the Bucks win the championship. I'm saying a month ago we were saying quite the opposite. Lifetime so. is a big different story. He's changed. He's changed for the better. That's really the main difference is that Giannis got better. Chris got better, and Coach Bud got better. Yeah. Wow. wow. They all did mm-hmm. this playoffs. They've grown so much as a team and as a unit. Think about what's to come as well, not to look too far ahead, but this team is clicking. The chemistry is there. They win this championship. They ride that momentum. Nobody is stopping the Bucks. Well, the Bucks are playing well. Like, Phoenix is kind of backing into a, a corner, and the Bucks are really just ready to push him off the cliff. It's almost like 300 when King Leonidas is like, this is Sparta! And just kicks the guy in the, in the hole. And uh, that's almost <laughs> what's going on here, Bucks fans. We're about to kick the Phoenix Suns in the hole. That stare down Giannis had at the camera. I mean, that was a Leonidas Yeah, Bucks fans, what did you think? All of that stare down of Giannis into the camera. I mean, that was just like giving people the, you know, all over the world, like <laughs> looking into your soul. <laughs> Gian- Giannis probably felt like, you know, like that's a, like he, you know, <laughs> he looked like he had like murdered someone. You know, like <laughs> he had practically just ended. You know, the Phoenix, the way he. Yeah, just, that was that was insane. The way that he just, just he just had that he couldn't mm-hmm. believe it. You know, he was probably in shock a little bit. I wonder. It was uh, so epic. I think we all were. We weren't even saying. So, so, so I just want to ask, um, Sam, do you have any final thoughts for we wrap up? My final, my final thoughts, Bucks fans. Get to the city tomorrow night, Tuesday night, because the prophecy is about to be fulfilled. Bucks and six. Yes, it is. Dan? I'm excited, and I'm excited because... If we play like how we've been playing, we can do this. Very logical. <laughs> very, very logical. I like that. Ike Will, what's your... Uh, Alex, what's your... Barks fans, this may be the eve. Tomorrow may be the celebration. It's been a long journey. Thank you to everyone who's listened. Over 55 countries. We have much love for Bucks Nation. And uh, enjoy this. You know, get your routine going. Make it an all-day thing. Just yeah, be loud. Fans. Be loud. You know, be proud. Be loud. Be proud and have fun. Um, we're rocking with Giannis forever. This is Bucks not six, the time baby. to be modest. This is the time to be proud of being a Bucks fan. Whether you're just a new Bucks fan, whether you've been a Bucks fan for decades, uh, you know, this is the time to really be proud. And, and we want to thank everyone for just coming together for this magical run. And I really just want to invite people to connect with other Bucks fans. You know, you can do that via Ike Bucks on Twitter. Uh, we invite everyone to share the podcast with another Please friend. Tell a it's, friend. A, it's a great conversation starter, yeah. honestly. Like, if you, if you guys want to get some healthy banter going, just share the podcast with, the, with another person. And uh, that also helps us out. So so just want to thank Sam and Dan for joining us. I want to thank Alex for joining us as well. Bucks fans, this is Bucks and Six Eve. We are close. We are very close. We'll talk to you soon. Bucks and Six.
Welcome. Welcome to the Ike Badgers podcast. Welcome back, Badgers fans. We are happy to have you here. My name is Alex Eichstead, and this is the Ike Badgers podcast. We have a great show coming up for you today. We're talking to Joe Schobert of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Badgers beast, absolute stud, NFL linebacker, pro bowler. So this is going to be great. And we're giving away his signed autographed jersey on the show. Hit us in the DM for those details. But right now, let's get into it. Joe Schobert, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. We're really excited to talk to you. Uh, For those that don't know Joe, he has an incredible story of walking on at Wisconsin, making a name for himself on the defense, getting drafted by the Cleveland Browns, playing well enough to earn a nice second contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars as they look to revamp under Urban Meyer. And we're going to cover all of that. My name is KJ Eichstead. We're here with Joe Schobert, and you are listening to the Ike Badgers podcast. <laughs> 